You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie, and in the studio with me today is Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello, Angie. Hello. We are continuing in this series of prayer, and we just got a couple of weeks left, and I'm really excited about today's testimony. We've already recorded the testimony, and now it's time to kind of give some teaching behind it, because what you're going to hear in the teaching is reflected in this wonderful woman's story. Yeah. And I love this. So what are we going to talk about today? NGR text today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. What I think is so amazing about this topic, and Angie, you and I said this in the very beginning, we said, man, we could go on and on and on and on about this topic Endlessly. of prayer, yeah. right? And of course we, we could, but we knew that at some point uh, we need to put a pin in it. But here's the cool thing, the personal testimony what I'm praying most of you glean the most out of, right? Yes, we're sharing the Word of God, and the Word of God is everything. It, it trumps everything. But here's the thing. Personal testimony, I've learned over the years, is something the devil can never take from you. That's right. Right? And it speaks volumes when you've lived it. Exactly. And Revelation 12, 11 says that we will overcome him by the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb and loving not our lives even unto death. And so today we're going to look at a parable that I believe Jesus used to tell his disciples about prayer. And you'll read into this and there's a lot more to the parable, but he opens it up and lets us know right away that this is about prayer. He starts off in verse one, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Well, there it is, right? There. You could just stop right there. <laughs> right. We should pray and not lose heart. Exactly right. Jesus said it himself. He did. <laughs> but we're also human, and we what? We lose heart, Angie. We do. But I love this story because, for me, it pictures what prayer actually could look like from God's perspective, mm. right? And here's this woman. He starts in verse 2, saying... There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Avenge me of my adversary, or rescue me, or vindicate me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, will I avenge her? least her continual coming, she weary me. Mm. In other words, she was persistent. She was very <laughs> persistent. Now, why did Jesus say, here's the parable I want to use and liken yes. it to prayer, right? Yes. And Angie, this may sound silly, but I've had many people say to me, well, I don't need to pray about that. I already prayed for that. Back in 1962, well, you know what? I prayed for that. And God doesn't forget, right? He doesn't. That's not why we're praying, and that's not how we're praying. That's we're not right. asking God to do something. When he gives us the ability with prayer to make changes in the spirit realm, Yes, like our prayers make a difference in moving spiritual things. It's not about God doing it. It's about us doing it. it and is. I think that's a paradigm shift that we all need to grab onto. Yeah. So that we know it's back to us doing it. It's not 
Bag, bag, bag. It is do, do, do. Right on. I will have to say at this point, Angie, this is the revelation that I've had about prayer. And I think I'd be remiss not to say this during this series. And I've learned that praying changes us, mm, not more... necessarily God. Yes, absolutely. Right? It's, I've seen it's it my myself. perspective. So many times I've prayed about a lot of situations in my life, most of which were very troubling to me. And I'm troubled. And so I'm taking it before my God. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, Lord, this is troubling me. And what happens, Angie, is most of the time he changes my perspective about it. Mm, yes. Now, you might say, well, the situation didn't change. No, the situation is what it is, but my perspective of it was changed by the Spirit of God. I think I've mentioned this before. My whole prayer life has changed in that I pray differently. Mm-hmm. Once I made this realization and this paradigm shift in my own brain, and it really just happened from reading the Word yeah. and reading what He has to say. But honestly, I've built such a relationship with God that now I go to Him and I know what His Word says. Mm. And now I pray from the confidence right. of what that Word says. And now... It's not about me asking God to do these things. I just straight up thank him yeah. <laughs> for what he's doing because his heart is to save people. Yes. So I lift up my family and say, I thank you that you're working even when I can't see because that's, that's right. your heart. Amen. So if you have confidence in the word, and I that's think that's right. a really important word to know. That is a good word, confidence. This, Yeah, this woman who went to the judge had confidence that if she just was persistent, something would give. You know, they say the squeaky wheel, right? Gets the oil. And the rolling stone gathers no moss. I don't know. There's all kinds of sayings we can use. I don't know which one's appropriate for this time. (laughs) Either way, yeah, we just got to keep going because things happen when we pray. But it's, it's not us doing it. It's us invoking the power. That's right. It's a difference. Yep. Calling on the name of the Lord. It continues in verse six. Then the Lord said... Hear what the unjust judge said. And here I'm what I think Jesus is calling to our attention. Now, this is a man who has described himself as one that doesn't fear the Lord nor cared what men thought mm-hmm. in, in my uh, interpretation of this. But Jesus is pointing out, hear what the unjust judge said. Verse 7, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out, here we go, day and night to him though he bears long with them. Mm. So he's bearing with us, but yet does he not hear his own elect? Angie, here we are, our Christians, does he not hear the prayer who continue and cry out day and night? Here's the thing. I can hear the grumbling now in people's hearts when they're saying day and night. I just don't have the time for that, Mark. Right. Okay. Back to, gosh, going back weeks into talking about prayer. I spend a lot of personal time in the morning when it's quiet with the Lord. That's where I build my relationship so that all day, it's kind of like when I was 16, I had a Volkswagen Rabbit (laughs) diesel. And at night, I had to plug it into the wall because it was a diesel car, right? Yep. And in the morning, when I fired it up, that glow plug kept it going all day long. I feel like I charge my battery in the morning and then just throughout the day, I'm, I'm lingering on that. I'm continuing in that charge. Amen. 
But then the next day I have to have more of a charge. And I feel like sometimes we go on Sundays and we get hyped up about church and then we go out of church and our, we lose our charge. Right. We don't have that time. It's very important that we are persistent. Exactly. So let's finish this out again in verse 7. Shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? Verse 8, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Yes. Even if we can't see it, Mark, there's the important part. That's it. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? How much do we trust that God's going to do what he says he's going to do? How much do we trust that he is listening and answering prayers? Isn't that that the bottom line? And that does change our prayer life. Exactly how you described it, Angie. Yeah. When you know that this is his heart, this is his desire. And what's he doing here? He's taking an everyday situation. This is what he does with parables. Taking an everyday common situation, right? And he's making the spiritual point out of this. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, listen, will not God avenge his own? Will he not do that? He's reminding us, his children, Angie, he's reminding us, will God not do this? In verse 8, he says, I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. This is Jesus again, just like when he said, pray in my name, ask the Father in my name, and it will be done for you. And Jesus is saying here again, cry out. How important is that thing that we're crying out to God about to us, to mm. our lives. Is it? Are you willing it to do it? Exactly right. Are willing you to willing to cry out to God more than once mm. to see his hand move? And I don't know, I want to say fix the situation, but really God is smarter than us. His ways are higher than our ways. But Lord, would you please intervene? And I pray yes. this way a lot. Lord, we need an intervention, yep. right? Your will, your way, your wisdom intervening in this situation again, like Jesus said at the resurrection of Lazarus, so that God may be glorified. Mm-hmm. He wants to do these things. He wants to answer our prayer. He wants to do these things to let man know that I am for you, not against you. And I think it's important to note that even if we don't pray exactly like Maybe what we were talking about, you know, I said, I, I pray from this perspective, even when we do sit and ask God over. Yeah. Now, I mean, it says right here, we're still coming to him yep, and still putting that in front of him. Right. And so I don't want think people to think that they're praying wrong. I don't think there's, I don't think that's possible when you're taking time with God. He still sees that as time with him. Yep. And I still think there's something powerful in that. And so this unjust judge or unsaved judge, as it's implied here, Jesus saying, pay attention to what he did. So even an unbeliever in this situation, in this natural situation, his heart was changed Mm. by God. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And that's the ticket. So listen, God can touch any heart that he so desires, and we should pray to that end. Amen. This is all going to lead into our testimony. Yeah, this will be good. I get to introduce to you my friend, Patty. And with us this week on the program is Patty Reisner. Patty, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, and Patty comes to us all the way from Hardin County, Ohio, right? Yes. 
Yeah, Kenton, it's so fun. I live in Kenton. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So today, as we continue on, and as Angie and I talk about all the time, this topic of prayer, and we go, well, we could go on and on and on, and, literally. Yeah, and we know prayer warriors. Yes. And Patty is one of those prayer warriors. Amen. So you got voted in oh, right yeah. away on the team, Patty. So <laughs> thank you so much. But really, we want to we want to provide just some some practical things. You know, it's like I know Christians everywhere know about prayer, and some pray actually, and some don't pray mm-hmm. honestly. But we want right. to share some practical insight about listen. Why is it important to pray? Patty, what would you say if a real honest Christian came to you and said, Patty, why should I pray? Well, I know, like for me, um, and we just had this happen this last couple of weeks, we pray God's will, no matter what that is. Like with my health, is um, if it's for the good, you know, if I get a healing, so be it. If I don't get the healing, so be it, because I know that he is still, he still loves me, and nothing happens to the child of God that hasn't had to go through his hand first. And so when I talk to him about this, um, I ask that whatever is going on, because it's been 72 weeks not being able to walk mm. and having skin grafts and stuff, but I know that nothing happens to a child of God that hasn't had to go through his hands. And for some reason, he's allowing this. And I ask that whatever it is, that he would use it for his good. And I'm seeing that. I've had people say, well, um, I don't know how you do it. Well, that's an open door. You know, well, let me tell you. And I know that um, when when it comes to prayer, there's been um, lots of times where I felt really neglectful. Mm. And now I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, forgive me for that. And then there's been times when I was going through something really horrible. Um, I would just cry out. And one of the things that he showed me during prayer was me um, holding on to him um, I wanted to feel his breath on my face, and he he said, Patty, I'm going to do better than that. Wrap your arms around me, and I gave him a bear hug, and I held on, and I held on until I felt that release. And it's like, it's okay, no mm. matter what happens, however this goes. So to me, that's one of the reasons why we pray, is to seek God's will because we want to pray His perfect will in our lives. And it's hard to say, Thy will be done. Amen. That's that's a, that's a hard thing. But, oh my, the, the glory part of it. You know, it's like, I don't know what you're doing, but thank you for doing it. You know, because I'm stuck here in bed, and so it's... Um, uh, I've been able to go to church the last two weeks, which, thank God, I've, I've been able to do that. Yeah. yeah. Be with other believers and pray. And that's a— God is so good. That's an amazing attitude, Patty, because I'll be honest with you. I'm sure I've been in this category myself, but a lot of Christians, when something bad is happening to them in their lives, their prayer becomes, God, Why? 
why are you letting yeah. this happen? You know, that I don't know if I'd really qualify it as a prayer, but that's kind of the conversation mm -hmm. that you would find happening. But yet here you are, Patty, mm -hmm. and all the things you described yeah. already, and you're like, I, I just want to, I just want to feel your presence. I just want you to be near. I want to give you a hug. Like that is a perspective Absolutely. of prayer, because I will tell you that is prayer. It's communication yeah. with the father. And you're like, Lord, okay. If this is what your will is, I just need a hug from you. That's really, really yeah. special. And I think yeah. it's super practical. Yeah. Like you said, uh, it's real life. Yeah. And so let me ask you this, Patty. Because we're, mm -hmm. we're exploring, we're digging into prayer a little bit deeper. And one of the things we've been talking about is expectations. So when you, mm -hmm. when you pray to God, what, what do you expect? Patty, what do you expect from God when you pray? Um, for him to answer. That's good. Um, it might not be the way I want it. Um, and I don't like to wait. Mm. I'm not very patient, and so it's like um, I can stand in front of the microwave and say, hurry up, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's Amen. that kind of thing. God, do something now, you know, why aren't you doing it now? Right. But um, backing up, when you were talking about people say, why me? When I had stage four brain cancer, my mom said, that same thing. Why you? Why you? And she was very upset with God. And I said, Mom, why not? Because God knows I can do it. Mm. He knows I can walk this, you wow. know? And so it's like, it's going to be okay. I can walk it. And um, yeah, he did miracle after miracle through that whole thing. And he's doing miracles even now. I mean, it might be a little something. Yeah. You know, but it's like, to me, it's like a God kiss. That's so cool because I guess if God has done miracles for you when you've prayed, I guess you could say mm -hmm. that's an expectation that you have when you go to God yeah. in prayer. Like, I, I can expect a miracle. Like, I can actually do yeah. that because he's done it before, yeah. but he's actually, he's done it in your own life. And then what's really awesome about it is when people say, well, why you? Well, guess what, honey? That opens a door. Yes, you know? it does. And so then I can say, well, why not? And then I give them my testimony, and then I ask if I can pray with them. And, but before I do that, I'm praying and asking the Holy Spirit to guide and direct my prayer for that person because He knows what they need. He knows what they need to hear. And so I'm asking Him to um, help me to show them what it is that they, that they need. And so it's like, yeah, it's really awesome hearing from the Lord. And yeah, that communication thing, that's it. You know, when you really, really love somebody, you want to spend time with them. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's kind of the way it is. Um, Jesus and I, we've got this tight thing going on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love it. And uh, yeah, God is so good. Yeah, and it sounds like, Patty, you actually enjoy your time with the Lord. You actually enjoy that conversation with Him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I hear from Him all the time? No. Most of the time, I would say no. But I feel good because I know I've talked to my dad today, and that's how I address him a lot wow. is um, Abba. Abba means Daddy. 
you know, and so um, he loves me. He's my father. And so um, daddy, today I'm having a really rough time. Would you help me? And I can feel his comfort. And yeah, do I get a complete healing? No, but he knows what's going on. And it, it's just awesome talking to him. But it's that father-daughter relationship. And, uh, yeah, it's totally amazing what, what he does. Has it always been that easy for you? I mean, how did you get started with prayer? Okay, that would be something that was, I believe, was put on me from my um, aunt. She lived in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and she was um, bedfast, kind of like I am. And she wasn't allowed to get out for a long time. And when we went to see her, she told me, she said, here's what I do. And she had the Little Rock, Arkansas phone book. And a lot of the pages was all crumbled up and stuff and marked and all this and, and little notes and stuff. And she told me that since she can't get out, she calls people. And so she was taking from the A's, going all the way through the phone book, and um, asking how she could pray for him. Wow. And she prayed. And so it's like, and then when um, she was dying, and I told her that I was born again, mm. um, and uh, she said, well, Patty, I'm putting that mantle on you. Wow. And I really believe that that's what it is. It's, um, uh, it's passed down. And um, I always thought that when it comes to prayer, it's like I felt so awkward. What do you say? You know, what do you say to to this um, God who formed the world and everything in it? You know, how do you talk to him? Right. And it's like, and then I had some good teaching that said that um, he is a God who loves He's a God who listens, mm. and I believe that when um, I wake up in the morning and I say, good morning, Lord, yes. I believe that he He um, looks and, and tells the, his angels, um, watch out for Patty today because <laughs> she's going to need help. That's good. He knows how I am. I can be pretty ornery or whatever, but... <laughs> But a father. Anyway, that's how I got it with my aunt, my great aunt. And um, yeah, just watching her example, and it didn't stop her. And I thought, why am I allowing this to stop me? Because I had a few days there. It's, it's like, it's, especially when I was so sick, it's like, okay, um, God, um, I don't feel your presence and different stuff. But then I came to the point, it doesn't make any difference if I don't feel his presence. He's still here. That's good. I don't always have to feel him, you know, Yeah. I, his presence. I don't always have to do that. But I know that when I get up and I say, good morning, Lord, his heart's overjoyed. When I tell him that I love him, his heart, you know, is just over, overjoyed that um, one of his kids is telling that they're loving. And I think right now, especially the way the world is, that um, 
we need a bunch of choruses of Father, I love you. Yeah, that's right. And if we all would just be so grateful and so thankful for everything he's doing, you know, everything he's done, instead of all the negative stuff, you know, I mean, he's doing awesome things. Yes, we he is. We just don't hear about it as much, but he's doing a lot of things in the kingdom. That he and is. So. And he is inviting us to participate with him. That's what I think is Absolutely. so beautiful. I think that's a miracle in and of itself, Patty, honestly. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Yeah, it's just like we get to be part of this. You know, um, our pastor, I got to go to prayer this morning. They meet at 10, and uh, Danny and I went, and our pastor was talking about how exciting it is that um, our Father is um, God is in this time. You know, and and we get to be part of it. And I used to think, you know, um, well, why was I born at this this time? Why couldn't I have been born in a Victorian era or whatever? But for such a time as this. Amen. And I believe that God needs us. God needs us here. You know, he needs us to speak up. He needs us to pray. And... Um, to show others, um, lead them and on how to pray. And it's not difficult. It's talking to your best friend. That's it's, good. That's, that's good. easy. Talk to your best friend or your father. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much, Patty. That's, uh, that's such rich insight into a relationship as you're describing it as a, a daddy daughter relationship. That is beautiful insight to what that looks like. But as, as it happens every time, it's like time just literally accelerates and we're out of time already, Patty, but I'm so thankful right. for you to come and to share oh, and to just be so practical and real with people. And, uh, you know, yeah. bottom line I get out of this is, we need to stop complaining, and we need to start conversing with our Father. He's so good to us. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And uh, love him so much, and I love you guys, too. Thanks again, Patty. Yeah. You have been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.